0: You're listening to the Longbox Crusade podcast, episode 19, featuring G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 91, cover dated October of 1989. episode of The Longbox Box Crusade. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christakos. The Longbox Box Crusade is a podcast where each episode, a random cover month and year is chosen, and then an issue is selected from the over 20-plus long Boxes that have been collected over the last 40 years and stashed away in my basement. Each episode will summarize, review, and reminisce about the issue, ads, and events of that time period. Joining me is Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. That is a prescription for danger, Pat. Oh, I see. We're doing our own. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm so excited to be back on a full length long box crusade. This is where it started. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to be here today. A little known fact, Pat, something I did earlier today that you probably, well, you definitely won't remember. I went into your brain and destroyed some of your memories. Ooh. Did you fly a little helicopter in there? like. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's done. <laughs> I went into oh, his forehead. So. I erased his high school girlfriend. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> There's uh,
0: bad memories there.
1: Yeah, I erased your cotton candy machine. Oh, no. Yeah, that's gone. And I actually gave you an extra Sky Striker because that's what oh. we do. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what we do. You just had an extra one to give him, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. That's it. That's yeah. all my shenanigans. Introduce somebody else, I love back. it.
0: I love it. Okay, well, speaking about Sky Strikers, let's see how Jason Albrecht the weasel, Call is. How are you doing tonight, Jason?
2: If you want my party. I'm word. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I left Sean back at the... <laughs> uh, well, let's shot back at the apartment. I don't tell them when we're doing these long boxes. Yeah, these are secret ones. These are yeah. We don't want anybody messing these up. These are <laughs> th- these are the originals. This was how we started, and mm-hmm. uh, these are special events. So I'm excited and ready to go, Pat.
0: Awesome. I'd love to hear it. Well, all right. We'll let's see. Delvin, the Dark Web Williams is with us as well. So we have the whole crew with us today.
3: Yeah, you do. So I know you guys can't see me, but I just changed form. So that's going to totally throw you off. <laughs> fight because you can't.
1: <laughs> well, you I, shaved I, the I beard. I mean, you did. You You did. Can't. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, you'll, you'll know who I am, but I could be a totally different person. Take a <laughs> good look, Jared. I could be Denzel <laughs> Gets <every>
0: I didn't know who you were once you saved. I'm like, who's that guy? I,
3: I know. know. You don't know how many times. <laughs> <I see laughs> sure. I've had to hear that over the past week. People at work, people at jujitsu.
0: Well, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and see what some current crusades are. Let's let's see what Jared's up to. What's your current crusade? My current crusade, I am scouring
1: some stores in my area looking for those five dollar grab bags of random comics, but I'm not gonna tell you why. Why not? Well, you already know why, but not all of our uh, listeners do. If you want to know more about that, you've got to become a Crusaders Club member, who? which I think is impossible.
3: It is no, for me. For Jason, yes. For, for anyone else, it's not. It's just no. it's just a dollar a month. That's what I hear.
1: Oh, okay. So for just as little as a dollar a month, you could join the Crusaders Club over at patreon.com forward slash Longbox Crusade, And you might know why I'm scouring my area. My crusade is to find more grab bags of comics. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Ooh, stinky, stinky. I like it. I idea. wonder
1: why he would need more grab bags of comics. Well, oh,
0: you'll have to pay the dollar, Jason. <laughs> I've
3: offered the dollar. You all won't take it. Okay, we'll, we'll tell you about it. It's great, though.
0: <laughs> we're sa- we're saving you to be our fiftieth person, Jason. So we want you once we once we need to hit fifty, then we're going to say, "Okay, Jason, you can join now."
2: What if I'm an old man by then? Huh? huh? Stop. I want to be a Crusaders Club member.
0: Get off my lawn, old man.
2: Give me a Sky
3: Striker. Don't ever. make me turn
0: on the sprinklers. Don't make me throw a Sky Striker at you. No, you
3: even want that.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh,
3: throw it at me. <laughs>
0: uh, well, Jason, speaking about throwing Sky Strikers, what is your crusade?
3: Just
2: uh, briefly plug one of our other shows over on Her uh, Majesty's Secret podcast. Since we've been doing the Rookie Agents podcast, I have felt kind of guilty because I haven't read all of the Bond novels. So I've started reading through them in chronological order. I'm four deep into the Flemings. I just finished Diamonds Are Forever, which is a great book, by the way. Slowly and surely making my way through the uh, James Bond literary world. I feel like it's my responsibility.
0: That sounds like a solid thing to do. Yeah, Wilford Brimley would say
1: it's the right thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like it. I, I'm doing it for Wilf.
0: Delvin, what's your current crusade?
3: Man, mine is healing up. Yeah. I had a couple of weeks ago, I told Miranda that I would uh, do a challenge to uh, be more flexible like physically flexible and stuff, not like, you know, around the house and chores or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so I I started going to more yoga and I think one of the yoga instructors may have digged where I should have zagged or something, but all I know is Sunday, my hip was hurting and Monday night I could barely even stand up. (laughs) So yeah, ch- trying to work on relaxing a little bit, stretching it out so I can go back and uh, start being a more flexible person. Hopefully, this makes me a
1: better jujitsu artist. I have a recommendation. Go for if it. You take your hand up on your hip. And then when I dip, you dipped, we dip. Ah, yes. There you go.
3: That, I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Wait, hold on. You put your hand up on your hip? When any I hip, dip, any hip Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: ah, okay.
1: Pat. Yes. What's your current crusade, buddy?
0: Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I, don't know, I got a couple things going on. I am trying to do catch up on some editing for shows for, that people want to hear.
1: Consistently uh, been your crusade for about three years now, so
0: that's good. Yeah, you know it, it's it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. But uh, what else am I doing? I've been watching some of the Titans show on DC, so I've been kind of crusading through that as well to watch. Oh, the episodes, the so.
1: exclusive one, the yes. Titans.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. so guess what i think i got an idea for my quarterly newsletter
3: What?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: i don't believe you
3: start mm-hmm. writing now you might have it ready in about six weeks give <laughs> 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 you the fake
1: laugh <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's, that's all it's something i might be doing yep So just kind of doing that, trying to relax in my downtime of work. So uh, work's been hitting me hard. So that's about it. But I think with that, Jared, um, you put out a poll, right?
1: I put out a thing on Twitter via the Longbox account, just letting everybody know we were going to be talking G.I. Joe and I just want to see what comments they had. And we got a few, if you don't mind me rapid firing these real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Our super uber number one fan, Courtney Holland, the reason that she loves G.I. Joe is not only the theme song, but they had female heroes, and that meant a lot to her as a little girl. It also has heroes that represents veterans and armed forces, and you can't go wrong with that, and I love that comment. Our old friend Green Lantern H.G. said he had a lot of action figures from different toy lines and his own little army, but they only had one commander, and he posted a picture of Duke, so Duke was his overall toy commander. Cool. That's a good commander to have. The Hammer Strikes, a.k.a. Gene Gene, the podcast machine, said, Having parents that were willing to buy me this. And then he posted a picture I of know the, what uh, he— <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't actually a Sky Striker. It was the uh, Defiant. <laughs> so he loved his space shuttle. I'm sure he did. And it looks like just a couple more. Our buddy Joseph Iliff, or Agent I, as we call him, over on the On Our Majesty's Secret Podcast Network, he said, I loved that there was so much to learn about them. The file cards explained who they were, what they could do, and what their personalities were. It was great to make each one not just a figure, but a character. And each was different, but they all worked together. Loved it.
2: I will tack on to that because I got to say that was one of my favorite features as well. Because Jared and I got an old recipe box from our mom that we used to file our cards in. We had a, like an old manila envelope that we had that had all the blueprints for our toys and, and stuff in there. We were serious about it, man. Whenever we were playing with our G.I. Joe toys, we went through, made sure we picked the right characters and everything. We very seldom actually got to play with the toys because we spent so long poring over the blueprints and everything. But <laughs>
1: we're all about the planning phase.
2: Yes, yeah, planners, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our old buddy Kirk Spencer off of Twitter says that Russ Heath drew G.I. Joe. Milling two of his favorite things. And he's a big Russ Heath fan. And I always get excited when Russ draws some Joe. Herb Trimpy drew Joe. Uh, Tom McFarlane mm-hmm. drew some Joe. There's been some mm-hmm. great artists to, to travel through the Joe title. And finally, we have Aaron Henley. And Aaron says, The good old days when terrorists were snake-themed, flamboyant, and had invested heavily into bubble-shaped transportation. Oh, and deeply invested characters and commentary on Vietnam that kept me coming back for more. Plus, people fired real bullets and had actual consequences. So those are the Twitter comments we got when we asked about G.I. Joe. Uh, did you, I think you had a couple from Facebook, Pat.
0: Yeah, I do. First one we have is from Hal Jordan, and he says, We were all Joes at one point or another. After the first cartoon, I remember at school the discussions we had. Who is hotter, Scarlet or Baroness? Mm-hmm. Baroness. That's a good one. Yeah, word. I gotta go Baroness. Yeah. What vehicles were better? They didn't kill, shoot anyone, but they kicked ass. So for the next week or so, our school group was Joe's. Whether you got first dibs on Duke or Snake Eyes or get their last and got stuck with Cobra. Sad
1: face. Did, did Tim Price write this
0: thing? No. Oh, believe it or not, it's tell <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Al. you get more characters on the facebook <laughs> apparently <laughs> so whether you got your first figure my first one was short fuse or your first vehicle it was all joe i still laugh when i think of my joe team our next one comes from rick heineken running home from school to find out what lesson i should know because knowing is half the battle well, that's what we got
1: all right now the question is why we have all these joe themed comments
0: Oh, because we're going to be covering a G.I. Joe episode. And when are we going to do that? We're going to be doing it right after this break. We want to invite you to be a part of the show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be read later on in the show. All links and pictures for this episode are in the show notes, which can be found on the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on iTunes. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or by the handle at Longbox Crusade. We hope you come along with us on this crusade to read them all.
1: Read them all. Read them all.
2: Read them all.
4: And we will be right back. Yo Joe! we will fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe, American hero. G.I. Joe against Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe, American hero! G.I. Joe is there! Attention, Joes, this is General Hawk. I have an important mission for you. I need you to listen to G.I. Joe, a real American headcast. It's a monthly podcast where Aaron Moss, codename Head, and two other Joes, Ryan Daly and Kyle Benning, will be reporting on the comic book, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, previously published by Marvel, currently being published by IDW Comics. We'll also cover the special missions, the yearbooks, order battles, etc. To hear their message, report to G.I. Joe Head or iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can get further information at Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. All under GI Joe, a real American headcast. Dismissed. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. GI Joe, a real American headcast, is a proud member of the headcast family. He the world never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. GI Joe will dare. GI Joe. G.
0: Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the long box is G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Number 91 from October, 1989. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's amazing world of comics website. Publisher is Marvel. Got a cover date of October 1989, but its on sale date was June 20th, 1989. Cover price was a dollar. Editor is Bobby Chase. Writer, Larry Hama. Penciler, Tony Salmons. And anchor is Randy Emberlin. And letter is Rick L. Parker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's, Ray Parker. June. That's
2: Ray Parker.
0: Oh, Ray Parker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Colorist is Bob Sharon. Cover credits go to artist Andy Kubert.
2: Hey, we know that
1: guy. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't?
0: So, speaking about the cover, let's get a cover description by Jared.
1: All right, here we go. Okay, this cover is dope. Let's get the tech specs out of the way. Even after 90 plus issues, Grunt is still holding down that corner box under the Marvel logo, red background this time. The classic G.I. Joe logo is yellow letters with red highlights. The main action is some early Andy Kubert, as Pat already told us, but it is some goodness. Ninjas everywhere. And yes, the slang version of everywhere is written in my script as everywhere. It's true. It is. <laughs> it is. I'm looking at it right now. Can't get past my own joke again. Hang on a second. <sighs> In the center is Snake Eyes, arms crossed, gun in one hand, katana in the other. He's flanked by Scarlet and Jinx, both badass ladies also poised and ready for battle. Our heroic trio is surrounded by those classic red ninjas as they seem to emerge from the darkness. It's awesome. Just trust me. And now, the sound effects assignments for this cover. Delvin, you're a ninja. Jason, you're a ninja. Pat, you're a ninja. One, two, three, go. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> exactly right. I'm so proud of I all of even you. I didn't
3: look at the camera for that one. <laughs> so I didn't either. You. I knew where we were going
1: with it. <laughs> I'm so proud of everyone. Dead Silence is the sound of a ninja. If you don't know that, you're on the wrong show. Back to you, Pat.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that very awesome recap of the cover. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to find out what everybody thought about this cover and the art. We'll start with Jason.
2: Well, I thought the cover is absolutely fantastic nothing less than what i would expect from andy kubert you got standing dead center one of the coolest joes snake eyes scarlet Mm -hmm. one of the ogs i don't really know much about jinx it got a little confusing in the story because her red costume kind of blended with the other ninja's red costume so it's kind of hard for me to pick her out but she still looks really cool here. I love the layout. I love the red ninja in the foreground and then the army of ninjas coming from them from behind. Mm-hmm. The yellow G.I. Joe lettering with the black star just looks awesome up there at the top. I'm going to shut up now and let some other guys talk or I'll take all the goodies out of the (laughs) cover.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and see what Delvin thought.
3: How many artists are there? I mean, hundreds, thousands. And if you see enough of someone's work, it's almost like a fingerprint and you know what it is. And Mm -hmm. you see Andy Cooper's artwork and you just I don't know. There's something about it that just has this distinctive feel to it and everything that jason said plus it just being something about that cover it just looks like it's not action-packed but it looks like right before that action is about to happen and i mean which makes it just a very tense cover very good job what do you think jared
1: Yeah. You you heard it in my description. You guys have underscored it. This is a wonderful cover. I know we don't score on this show like we do on Chronicles, but guys, this is a five out of five. Make it a poster. Hang it on my wall. Kubert, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Jink, some of my favorite shows. The way those red ninjas just appear from the darkness is gorgeous. I will leave the rest of this picked over bone for Pat. What do you got, man?
0: Well, I'm going to definitely agree with all three of you guys on how awesome this cover is, how it looks, and just the ninjas, uh, the layering in the background is awesome. But one thing that you guys didn't pick up on that I noticed is under the G.I. Joe, a real American hero, the hero is separated on the cover between American and then you got a, like a big space and then hero. I wonder if that's there to show uh, Snake Eyes's uh, sword kind of yeah, up there the gl- like that. it's it's there to make that, that glimmer, that
1: glint of the sword. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. They knew they had a beautiful piece of art and they did not want to obstruct it. I think, yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool and it's kind of something that really my eye spotted out like that. I'm like, oh, that's really cool.
2: That's a sense. good point though, Pat, because you know it's a good cover when they adjust the header.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: to fit the heart. They seldom do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's go on and get a story synopsis. And that's by Delvin.
3: The title of this book is No Simple Solutions. The amount of knowledge I have about G.I. Joe could overflow a thimble. Maybe. (laughs) So, in order to keep me in line, I need the help of the Longbox Crusade crew. Uh
1: Woo! wake up. Uh
0: Everyone, wake up.
3: I I was was wandering off. It's playtime. It's
0: playtime.
3: Sweet. All right. I've given them each buzzers, and each time I say something wrong in my synopsis, they will buzz me. Okay. As, As an example, Cobra Commander played a prominent role in this issue. Oh, got it. Cool. You're on it. Ready? Let's go. One of the main fights in the book involves a blind black guy who was like Stick from Daredevil fighting Tomax and Zaymon. What, what was wrong? He's fighting Zartan. Oh, see? This is coming in handy. All right. <laughs> this book featured the only white Tyrone known in the history of all mankind. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: wait, you didn't give me a dinger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you must have just had
1: one waiting. Yeah. This is just, I just
0: think you're man. your own dinger.
1: Pat, <laughs> you want to touch my dinger?
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, no.
1: Clutch, a Joe,
3: has been kidnapped, and the Baroness, Zarana, and the Dretnox play Rick James with his memories, including a down below kick to the high school sweetheart of Clutch. <laughs>
2: True. I yeah, wish, we, wish we could bust that, but no, that, <laughs> that actually happened.
3: Yeah, I came yep. through for a loop. Yep. Tyrone gets into a scuffle with two guys, and he beats them down mercilessly. <laughs> what? What happened? He took the high road with the peaceful mm-hmm. solution. Oh. And also, because of that, found out where uh, his... uh Master was. His master was, as a result. Mm-hmm. All right. Snake Eyes, his dog Timber, and Magenta fight a bunch of red ninjas. <laughs>
0: What, Who's, what? Magenta?
3: Who's Magenta? I, I don't know. who.
0: Oh, a Scarlet.
2: Scarlet.
3: <laughs> Scarlet. Oh. Wasn't was Jinx there as well? Jinx was there too, yeah. Oh, Scarlet and, and Jinx. Okay. Alright, cool.
0: What, Did you Jinx? even read this? <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't know, dude. Alright, next. Storm Shadow fights the reddest of red ninjas upstream from them. Correct. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Black Stick. Hmm. That could be misinterpreted. <laughs> <laughs> Black Daredevil defeats Zartan, killing him by stabbing him in the back. What? What? He Whoa, put that around. <laughs> he let him live, and
2: then he paid for it by getting stabbed in the back by Zartan.
1: Oh,
3: okay. All right. All right. Last one. Zartan assumes the identity of Black Murdoch. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the issue ends. Very good.
0: Yes. Very good. Very fun. Enjoyed it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and figure out what we all thought about that story after we just got a totally different story from Calvin. I'm trying to remember what it all went. Now I'm confused. I got two stories in my head.
1: Yeah, I've had kind to of turn it around too, Pat. <laughs> I tracked the whole thing. I'm with you, Delvin. All, right.
0: All right. Well, then, speaking of that, let's find out what Jared thought.
1: Oh, man. I think this was an excellent story. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a big Joe fan, but I kind of fell out of Joe eh, probably in the number 60s or so. So I haven't read this one before.
0: Reading Rainbow. Oh, really? It's a first read for you. Uh, Reading
1: Rainbow. I have not read this one before, and to be honest with you, I've always kind of looked at the later issues. You know, once you get into the 80s and 90s, and this was what 91, Mm -hmm. with like that stink eye. Like eh, this is where it all went downhill. And I am happy to be wrong. This was a great story. It was engaging. It answered questions I had from back when I was reading issues long ago. Mm-hmm. Larry's in top form, man. This story is solid. It had me hooked. I breezed through this and really enjoyed it. And I will leave it at that and pass it to Delvin.
3: Okay. Going in, knowing a little bit about the characters, it's one of the things you appreciate about the comic book because the writer has to make sure that you are talking to someone who just opened the book for the first time. You don't want it so steep that someone coming couldn't understand it. And seeing as how I hadn't looked at any other G.I. Joe book before after this, I didn't know anything coming into the story and I never felt lost. So I was um, I was pleased about that. And there were some characters I was familiar with and seeing what happened to Clutch and what was going on there. I was like, good grief. That was probably to me the most brutal thing that happened in the book. So mm-hmm. overall, the, the story was a. It was a good page turner, and I enjoyed it. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, kind of like
2: Jared. I had fallen off the book by this point, so this is the first time I'd read this one as well. I was really glad that they focused a lot on kind of tying up the Zartan mm-hmm. history that went back many, many issues back when I was reading it. Because as I recall, I think he killed Soft Master, right? Didn't he shoot him with an arrow? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those then- masters, the Hard Master. Oh, was the oh, hard was, master? It, was mm-hmm. it the hard master that he killed?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tying up that storyline was really cool. The fight scene was good. I really dug the fight scene between the ninjas and Storm Shadow, Jinx, and Scarlet. That was really brutal, where they're both kind of stabbed up, cut up by the end of it, but they take out all those ninjas. And seeing Timber in the fight was totally cool. And then you had another fight going on between... Storm Shadow, and I wasn't quite sure who that other red ninja was, but
0: yeah, he's like the header of the ninja clan,
2: the Ashikagari. Yeah, Ash- Ashikagari. I always
0: get that name wrong, but ashikagari clan or i see arishikagi arishikagi I, you might
2: be no. right I know. Whoever was, he had a mad on a for tough storm name. shadow and we all know how tough of a fighter storm shadow is so that was a pretty good fight i thought that was cool when he dives through the waterfall and there's that skeleton there with the uh, yeah with the rifle. Gun or,
0: yeah i'm, I'm like,
2: sure that was probably discussed in a previous issue i was like oh that's a lucky finder <laughs> right
1: there <laughs> like a tomb raider moment i uh,
2: know yeah <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and I wasn't exactly quite sure with how Clutch got caught, how he was captured, what exactly was going on. But I was interested because, you know, Clutch is one of the original Joes. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really familiar with his backstory. So they just had a lot of good characters in there, a lot of action. And it was very entertaining, quite honestly, much more entertaining than I was expecting.
0: Very good. Very good.
2: And uh, I'll pass it to you, Pat. What did you think?
0: I agree with you guys. You know, it's been quite a long time since I've read this range of G.I. Joe. Getting back into this, I was like, oh, is this the issue where they tell? And, oh, yep, yeah, it is. Finding out a little bit more about what Zartan did, the Blind Master, and with Storm Shadow, him being on the G.I. Joe team now, and uh, just kind of all that loose ends, like you guys said, kind of being put together again. So I really enjoyed the story. It It brought me in again. So I was kind of interested to hear Delvin's take on it, though. Just Mm -hmm. him being kind of new to the Joe issue. So, Delvin, you've only read maybe a few then,
3: Joe? If any. If any, dude.
0: Besides the Transformer one we did a while ago? Right. Okay. Is this something you'd be interested in reading more of?
3: I mean, I could. Put it this way. You know, we've gone through a few issues of Star Wars. We've gone through Mm -hmm. a couple, or this one with G.I. Joe. I'd be more interested in looking at G.I. Joe than I would be Star Wars. I enjoyed how the story was fleshed out. Larry Hammer did a very good job mm-hmm. putting the characters out there, explaining who they were, but not getting bogged down in that and advancing the storyline. He told a lot of story in 22 pages.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it wasn't a lot of wordy at all either, so that was kind of nice. You got some pages where it had a lot of some action on it as well. You get to see Scarlet kind of dress up as a ninja. I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
1: I didn't know she could scrap like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they took those ninjas out.
1: Yeah, she's actually the GI Joe team hand-to-hand combat instructor. Yeah, See, that's true. Didn't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's pretty tough. I want to point out too that you can tell that Larry has a real love affair with Clutch. Clutch has been a character that he has carried through mm. since issue one to here we are in ninety-one, I think. And goodness gracious, he loves Clutch.
0: You can tell. And I liked how they keep bringing back, you know, the brainwave scanner is in there as well too. It's another device that keeps being brought up and used. But I, I used it
1: you earlier today. <laughs> Would you a have lunch yet? Um.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now you never will.
0: <laughs> oh, man, it could have been something good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
0: right. Well, let's find out then what everybody thought about the story art. And we will go with Delvin.
3: So I thought the story art was well enough to advance the story. I don't know, uh, Tony, is it Salmon's or Salmon's? Whichever one it is. I thought it was good, like passable. At least the the, the worst complaint that I had was that for whatever reason, I didn't think he did a good job of drawing Timber, the black wolf. But again, this is coming from someone who doesn't know how to draw it all himself. I always have to say that. But, I mean, I thought he drew the characters distinct enough that I knew who they were, and I was never looking back and forth confused as to where uh, the action was going. Jared, what do you have on that?
1: Well, I feel like Tony, how do I put this? Uh, complimentary. I feel he was in league with a Mike Magnolia style. Mm. Very simple, basic, clean lines, interesting angles, but just not quite to the Magnolia level. I think, like you said, good, serviceable, passable. I'd love to see how he's grown from here to where he is possibly today. I don't know if he's still in the industry or not, to be honest with you. But he sure did put down some pencils on an important issue, and they were fun to look at. So that's good. I'll give it to Jason. You know, I've kind of been flipping through it, as
2: you all have been talking. And when I first looked at it, I really wasn't taken with the opening cover page of Zartan. And
0: that was going to be my say, too.
2: Yeah, and the fight scenes were yeah okay, I would say. Probably the strongest part of the book comes in the ninja fight scene.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both of them, between the Storm Shadow.
2: Yeah, I think what he was lacking maybe in... The art of the anatomy and the background he made up for with the layouts and how the action flowed panel to panel. I thought that the action moved in those panels really well. It was a lot more natural than what he was doing at the
3: start of the book. Mm-hmm. So hey guys, went to a good old wiki about Tony Sammons who was still with us. He was around the comic book world from about mid 80s to about 2000 or so under notable works it has captain america red white and blue dakota north mm,
2: um, okay it okay.
3: mentioned gi right. Joe, of course he was a part of batman the animated series apparently cool um and he was a part of a book
1: called vigilante city lights prairie justice all right i definitely see the style in the dakota north when you said that one that would mm. really click for me yeah. Okay. And uh-huh. Savage Sword of Conan. He drew several issues of that. Cool. I believe it's your wrap
0: up, Pat. I do agree with Jason on that front cover of Zartan? He's just like a bigger Zartan than normal. Maybe that's what's throwing me off. And I know he's supposed to be shown with his face kind of beaten up from the Blind Master, but eh, just something. Maybe the mouth too. Eh, just I don't know. It just
2: reminded of me like, of a professional wrestler. Yeah,
0: okay. kind of weird looking. But it, and it's been a long time since I've. Read uh, G.I. Joe, reading some of the earlier issues, now reading this older one, or this, I want to say older one, but the further along one, is. it's kind of different and, and interesting to me to see uh, how the art has changed differently. You know, sometimes you, ha- you had Hama do a few, and some of the older ones just had some really nice drawings in it. But uh, overall, I think the art did tell the story well. Like I said, not a lot of words in some of the spots, but you didn't need to because the the action was telling the story at that time. Definitely with the ninja fights. Yeah. So that's what I got. Let's go ahead and, Jared? Okay. So let's
1: just say that you're at a convention and Tony Salmons is there. Salmons? Salmons? Whatever. And he's got some original pages left from this issue. And he says, you guys, those long box guys, you feel free to take any page you like from the original art Matt, you never get to go first. What page are you taking?
0: Ooh, you know what? Ooh. I think I wasn't ready for this.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. Can I go, Jason? Go. I'm going to take
2: the page. I don't have the page number on here, but it's the one kind of in the latter half of the book where Storm Shadow is fighting the Red Ninja by the waterfall. I think mm. those mm. four panels are really cool.
1: Pat, you ready again? Um, Novin.
3: So, yeah, there was a four-panel one where Storm Shadow was fighting the Red Ninja, and the one I was looking at first was the five-panel one that happened a little bit earlier than that. The Red Ninja is coming at Storm Shadow with this, like, flying kick, and then, like, it ends with, you know, you're seeing the waterfall, and you're even seeing fish come through the waterfall. So that was a pretty cool page.
0: Pat? I'm going to go with the page where... They're flying into Clutch's brain. <laughs> just because wow. it's kind of awkwardly weird.
1: But <laughs> you're, you're in getting, a very Salvador Dali kind of mood yeah. tonight, I
0: think. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> kind of awkwardly weird. And get a good <laughs> shot of the dreadnoughts with bareness. So it was just interesting. You know, when I was flipping through the book earlier on before I started reading it, I just went to that page and I'm like, what, what's this all about? Why are they going into Clutch's head like this with a little <laughs> helicopter? <laughs>
3: yeah, it did look weird.
0: Sometimes people, you know, you page through a little bit just to kind of see what's happening and then start to read it. So I was really freaked out by that one.
1: What about you, Jared? I don't have the book in front of me, so someone's going to have to help me out. I failed in my prep and bringing a book tonight. But I distinctly remember a page where Timber got into the fight. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, right before the page I select. That was the page that stood out to me. I thought, oh, that was cool how Timber was getting in on that. I just really like that. And even though we, Timber, like Delvin said, isn't the world's best drawn wolf, I still kind of like the stylized look and the motion that Jason talked about, sort of Norm Bray y motion from panel to panel was really good. So I think we all picked different pages. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah,
2: well, that page is really cool, too, because mm-hmm. it really sums up the situation. You got Snake Eyes and Timber facing three ninjas. Then the second panel, you show Jinx and Scarlet are wounded on the ground, so they're clearly out of the fight third panel, Snake Eyes takes one out by throwing the sword, and then that last panel, I think, is where the money is. Both Timber and Snake Eyes tackling the last two.
1: Heck yes. That Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. one. (laughs) Yeah. Your page.
0: Very good. Well, with that, let's go ahead and find out, does this bring back any memories for you guys? We'll start with Jason.
2: Well, 89 brings back memories because that's Mm -hmm. the year I graduated. So this was like Oh. When I was facing the a no man's land between done with high school and no idea what you're going to do with the rest of your life. So that's kind of you
1: coming out of that. <laughs>
2: oh, you know, any day now, any day now. As soon as this podcasting thing takes off. <laughs> so i was kind of done reading comics a little bit by about this time and i was definitely done playing with gi joe's so so this is kind of nice to go back and catch up on some of these things that i missed and
0: yeah they are a lot of fun do you find you might want to read some more of these
2: oh heck yeah
0: get you interested again to go oh man i want a little bit more about what the story's going on
2: yeah, I mean, I've got a stack of the near-the-end-of-the-run G.I. Joes okay. uh, that I've picked up here and there that I haven't read yet, and this is making me want to crack them open for sure.
0: Delvin?
3: So I was looking through my comic book database get a reminder of what was I collecting in 89. In 89, I was 12, and what I remembered about 12 before— I even looked was that 12 was about the time that I got serious, I thought, with comic books and started collecting more than just Transformers. Well, I was a little bit off because I think that happened in about 91. So in 89, the only comic book I was really collecting still was Transformers. And it was just about to start the storyline where uh, Simon Furman, who was a very big name in the Transformers universe, came onto the book and he wrote the last two years of Transformers. So in a way between that and i remember about age 12 or so was right around the time i started phasing out of playing with toys Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like the transformers and everything and so i guess you know i started growing up a little bit i was about to become a teenager and stuff like that so that that's what i remember mostly from this time frame
0: so transformers was 1984 the gi joe started in 1982 did it yep. yeah yeah right, and you. it
3: lasted a little bit past transformers too because the original run ended in mid
1: 91 for transformers
0: hmm, interesting jared you got a memory
1: but of course every time we talk about the 80s i end up in germany right so jason and i are in germany and that's awesome stuff and i was surprised, surprised, a little less mature than delvin i was 13 but i was still deeply invested in toys and so that was kind of the Irony of this is that I wasn't invested in the comic. Somehow I fell out of the Joe comic, probably because Jason did. If Jason didn't buy it, then I probably (laughs) wasn't reading it. But I was still madly in love with the toy line. And this issue features Jinx, which was a toy I wanted desperately. Uh, Anytime you could get a new ninja to add to your roster, that was a good thing. And i say 89 was probably about the time I acquired Jinx, which made made me very happy. But heavily invested in the toys at this point. But somehow, probably just lack of funds on Jason's part, I uh, (laughs) didn't get the (laughs) G.I. Joe comics. Jason and I were kind of stretching our legs at this point. We were getting into some of the first comics. I know I was reading Nexus and Jack, and Jason was reading Badger, and we were kind of... You know, getting all experimental in our comments. So that's probably part of the reason we fell out of it. But still, I was
2: was dating Amy Watts too. So that's where all my money was (laughs) going.
1: I can get it right out of the memories if you want. I can get right in there. Not a problem. Kick it right. Poof.
0: That was just wrong. Man. <laughs> I <didn't, that> was <laughs> just walked up to that girl and just kicked her. Just <laughs>
1: right in the junk, too. Man. <laughs> yeah, that was not, not right. You don't do
0: that to That's a That's what knots do. <laughs> They're crazy <laughs> like that. Yeah.
1: Apparently. Keep us up with your memories of 1989?
0: <laughs> a number. Another summer.
1: <laughs> Get down.
0: Down to the funky drummer. That's my memory of 1989. <laughs> I took all the rest. <laughs> No, you know, 1989, you know, there was a lot happening in 89. As we all know, you had the big Batman boom at that time. I think you mean the license to kill boom. Oh, oh yeah, that too. You had License <laughs> to Kill. Boom, yep. That was definitely a, I thought it was movie a lethal at the time. weapon
1: too. <laughs> or Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Crusade. Oh, see,
0: I, I love Last Crusade. That was uh, definitely a movie, and I got It really had a nice story for that too. But going back to GI Joe, I was still collecting. So unlike you guys, I didn't fall off the wagon, and I was older than you. So maybe as not as mature as Jason, who was chasing the skirts, I was chasing <laughs> the pages, chasing the Joes. Yep. Chasing the Joes still, I think, 89, started a job, getting your license. Man, a lot of good things happened in 89. A lot of fun times, I think.
2: It's a good year.
0: Yeah, it was. But comic-wise, still getting my Joes. I think I was doing a little mainstream Batman, Green Lantern, things like that. Not really dabbling in any of the, you know, the odd indie stuff at all yet. So, going to a local comic book shop that I found and just hanging out and making sure I get my Joes. So... Yeah, but it does make me want to, uh, you know, interested in reading some more of these things, just definitely figuring out where where this left off, where it goes. And, man, lots of memories on this one.
1: I should not have doubted Larry Hama, man. No. These late issues were much better than expected. I didn't even know
2: he was still writing it at the time, so I was happy to see he was still scripting it.
0: Pulling in stories from way back then, you Mm -hmm. know, 70-some issues later, and he's pulling the story together again. Wow. Really cool. Really cool. Any last thoughts on this before we go?
3: It was worth reading, and it never hurts to read a comic book that's worth reading. Yeah, much better than what I expected.
0: Well, with that, then that's going to bring us to an end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram page. We will be right back.
5: Monthly, monthly, monthly! It's Action Film Face-Off!
2: Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrecht, yard sale artist.
5: Action Film Face-Off!
2: Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face-Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets...
5: Jason was a Navy SEAL!
2: Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films.
5: Some of them have Chuck Norris! <laughs>
2: Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet. But it could happen, because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year.
5: Our randomizer has spikes on it!
2: <sighs> we use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our Video Dome arena.
5: It also has spikes! Spikes! It does
2: not have spikes. <laughs> but we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria.
5: I score Bond films very high.
2: Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film face-off.
5: Next episode, Jason fights a bear.
2: Jason is not fighting a bear. But please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows.
5: Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once.
2: I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade, or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Face Off.
5: Come see the Blood Fly!
2: And that's Action Film Face Off. We do indeed invite you to come and see the Blood Fly.
5: I just said that! <laughs>
0: Welcome back from the break. Now it's time to scan through the featured issue of G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 91 for the top ads that stood out to us in a segment called
4: add it up. 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 up.
0: up. up. Here are the ads that stood out to us in this issue. Let's start with Delvin.
3: I'm going to go with the acclaim ad, the kid remote, the power to move
4: get the power to move with the acclaim wireless remote for your nintendo entertainment system the acclaim remote gets you mobile in a WrestleMania grudge match flying Airwolf. the acclaim remote's rapid fire mode means higher scores permission in the battle for iron sword seconds count so you need a controller with a look and feel you already know accurate up to 30 feet. The official wireless remote controller, licensed by Nintendo, created by Acclaim. Get the Acclaim remote, the power to move.
3: You know, going through the, the stuff, and you're looking at some of the games down here, like one of them was WrestleMania, and WrestleMania was a fun enough game, I guess, but like when like you look at the other games, and can you think of any fun game that Acclaim actually had?
1: Well, they would eventually be part of releasing the Mortal Kombat series, so I'll give them that. But but back on the nest, mm-hmm. they didn't have anything super outstanding that jumps to mind. They were all decent, but not great. Nothing of critical. Acclaim. Nothing that jumps.
4: No. <laughs> so
3: yeah, I went with the acclaim because I'm I'm a nice guy like that. You're I a saved, nice guy. I, I say
1: the big ads for my friends. <laughs> well, I want to piggyback on yours because they're really pushing the acclaim wireless controllers here. Oh yeah, and those things were awful. they were just awful. <laughs> You had that, like, perfect line of sight to know you. <laughs> you couldn't, like, drop them down. To be, Whoa, got to bring them back up here. It's like isometrics. They were not as thrilling as the kid in the ad would make you believe.
3: <laughs> but you know what? It's a start. because really yeah, all- Of course, now you got kids with the wireless remotes, and they don't even
1: think anything about it.
0: No, they don't know what it was like to have that long cord or get that cable extender so you could sit way farther back. <laughs>
1: And would just be able to shoot precisely
0: with the because
1: <laughs> it worked the same way a TV remote did with a laser. Mm-hmm. You had to shoot it, not with these fancy RF things these kids have today. They don't know the struggle.
0: <sighs> <sighs> I'm all right, I'm a, I'm a struggle be. is real, man. The struggle was <laughs> <is> real. Struggle was <laughs> real. All right, Jared, what's your
1: ad? Well, thanks for asking, Pat. I appreciate that. I cannot resist the Metal Gear ad. <laughs> very first Metal Gear came out on the NES. The ad is very cool because it shows all the different little things you can use in the game. Pistol, rocket Launcher, Radio, on and on and on. All kinds of cool stuff. And you got to remember this is at the time when games like Legend of Zelda were just blowing everyone's mind. So when you see all these different things you can get and interact with in the game, you get very excited. Metal Gear launched a great franchise. I've beat most of those games, if not all of them. And the only thing that really kind of struck me as odd is when I think Metal Gear, I think Konami... Because Konami ran with that license at least, starting with that really great game they released on the PS1. And this one's produced by Ultra Games. Mm-hmm. So I guess Konami must have acquired Ultra or at least bought the license. But that surprised me when I saw the ad. I was like, wait a minute, it's Konami. But I guess that came later. But yeah. yes, Metal Gear, man. The original Metal Gear. Man. The original. Very fun game. Very fun game. <laughs> I remember. It's a hard game. Yeah, hard, Yes, hard game.
0: Oh, I remember sitting there playing it with friends and all that and like, okay, we gotta get there. Okay, watch on? And then you get caught.
1: How did it go? On the last <laughs> <Okay. All> right. <laughs> uh that's my ad. I will pass it to Jason. Well, most of these ads here are for video games, and
2: I kind of miss the video game train. Jared was much more into the video games. But the one that sticks out here is this 10-gen one. Mm-hmm. So that it, has te- it has Tetris, and Tetris is what I did play the hell out of that game.
4: When things start changing right before your eyes. When shapes just seem to appear out of nowhere. The whole world seems transformed. You've been Tetrisized. Nintendo introduces Tetris. It will mesmerize you. Tetris challenges the mind and puzzles the imagination. No other game can stack up to Tetris. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Ooh.
2: Oh, man, <laughs> I played some Tetris.
1: How many hours has Delvin spent in my trailer in college playing Tetris? <laughs> oh man! And you know it's bad because like
2: if you play it so long, and then when you stop playing, you're looking around the house and you're seeing how you could fit like certain things. Like, oh, that block would fit perfectly on my bookcase. And just, something is wrong with me,
3: <laughs> dude. I played so much Tetris I would fall asleep dreaming of the mm-hmm. falling. I
2: know. Yes, yeah. So the dots just falling in, and in your <laughs> fevered brain, you're like, I gotta move this. <laughs> To the left, to the left.
0: Did you play it on the console or on the Game Boy?
2: I played it on Game Boy first. I think. I think okay. Jared had it on Game Boy, and that was my first experience with it. It was like hey, handed a man a crack pipe,
5: man.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's Jared's impression of how in making a Tetra sounds on Game Boy, even though it sounds
1: nothing. Spot on. <laughs> like I like find all. the audio file and drop it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> And now you can compare it to this. Ah. <laughs> you be the judge.
0: So it was mainly on the Game Boy, though. Not, did anybody have it on the actual Nintendo?
1: Oh, yeah. Like oh, I said, that. Elvin used to come over to my place in college okay. and play it on the NES. All right. And I would sit there and watch, like it was a show, man. <laughs> we <laughs> would spend hours just doing this. Yeah, you get mesmerized just watching that.
0: Yeah, it's a fun game. Definitely a fun game. I, I really enjoyed it on the Game Boy, so that was where I had it.
1: I think I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that Tengen was the bad boys, man. They were doing games without the official Nintendo seal of approval. Mm-hmm. That's right. They did uh, an Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom game. That's uh, a little fun and hard to come by. They did Gauntlet. I think that's in the
0: ad. Yep, that's in the ad.
1: Yeah, they were went rogue, man. They went rogue. Gauntlet was a fun game, too. That's mm-hmm. another one. That oh, definitely. Especially in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Red Wizard needs food badly. Oh, heck, yeah. I love the heck out of that game.
3: I played, oh, man, so many quarters. <laughs> How so many quarters?
2: I saved the ad for Pat that i expecting him to pick. So, I Wait, won't. you would have picked it? That probably was more what I was into at the time. Oh, okay. But I, I know I'm not as passionate about it as you are, so I'm okay. leaving it for you.
0: Oh, my ad is on the back. It's the TSR introduction to three great places that aren't on the map. And it's introducing some new advanced Dungeons & Dragon adventures from TSR. Your
4: dungeon master has placed you in a dreadfully precarious position. You're playing the most phenomenal game ever created. Your skin grows cold from your first glimpse of the enormous beast. It's a product of your imagination. Survival depends on a quick, decisive move. The choices are limited. Stand and fight. Or run. Use your lightning bolt. Victory is yours. Win the treasure. TSR Hobbies, Dungeons and Dragons games, products of your imagination.
0: You have the Spelljammer, you have Dragonlance, and the Greyhawk series. So lots of fun, different uh, adventures to go on in these three different areas of Dungeons and Dragons. So really cool. I have a question. Okay.
1: If you had to have one of those as your nickname, hmm. which would it be? dragon lance no doubt about it. Spelljammer. I, yeah. Or what was the third one?
0: Greyhawk. Greyhawk.
3: I go Greyhawk. Greyhawk school.
0: <laughs> that sounds yeah, Greyhawk sounds cool. Spelljammer. Yeah. Reminds me of the what we're reading in the X Men there. Mm, space Jammers. Yeah. Yeah. Did you play these games? Uh, I did not. Any of those, so I did not I wouldn't wouldn't mind playing them nowadays. You know, I was not so much into it at the time, but man, I wish I was. Because this is probably like the heyday of it. Mm-hmm. it I hard.
3: remember like they, the news came out with some scare like Dungeons and Dragons like led to like Devil
1: worship. <laughs> 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 I remember that. I remember yes. it.
3: <laughs> It's like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure these kids are the most harmless kids you would ever want to encounter. They just had vivid imaginations.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. And, you know, they're written by adults. So it's they're all adventures put together for by adults for kids to go through. So fun time. I would uh, like to do a little bit more. I dabbled in it just a little bit with some friends in school, but all right. I think with that, uh, do you have a favorite ad? If you're reading along with us, if you do give us a comment on this, uh, let us know, email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox crusade, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. Now let's continue on with the next segment called way back in time. Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into history. What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody? October 1989. now some major news for october 1989 we have october 1st nathan's famous opens a hot dog stand in moscow Ooh, mm-hmm. i still gotta get one of those still gotta try some of those mary jane she swears
2: mm-hmm.
3: by them.
0: Yeah, yeah she sure does she's on set i had a couple day.
2: nathans
3: the other day nathan's is <laughs> delicious they do some good hot dogs they Mm -hmm.
2: do anyway two days after that october 3rd a coup attempt is foiled by manuel noriega military leader of panama and then everything would be okay for him from there on
1: (laughs) on october 5th the dalai lama won the nobel peace prize October 7th, the first mass demonstration
3: against the communist regime in the GDR began in Plauen, East Germany. And it was the beginning of a series of mass demonstrations in the whole GDR, which ultimately led to the reunification of Germany in
1: 1990. Woo! That was exciting times for me and Jason. Yeah, that really was, cool. yeah. Because it was be actually
2: wrong. November that year, and I guess I should have thought of that when we were talking about the, if it brings back memories. Because, yeah, I, I was there during the fall of the wall, and
1: wow, that was exciting times. Awesome. The GDR is East Germany, for those people who don't know. It was communist-controlled East Germany. German Democratic Republic.
2: Oh. And a little political science lesson for you folks. If democratic is in their title, they are not. They're not democratic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> October 9th, an official news agency in the Soviet Union reports the landing of a UFO in Voronezh. Ooh, spooky.
2: On October 17th, a Loma Prieta earthquake measuring 6.9 on the Richter scale shook the San Francisco Bay Area and the Central Coast with a maximum Mercalli intensity of 9.0 which is a violent in case anybody's wondering, 63 people were killed and the 1989 World Series is postponed for 10 days as a result of the earthquake.
3: Ah, oh, there we go. Something that I, I can relate to.
1: <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> there was like, I remember that there was like an earthquake game. Like it broke out during a game. Yeah. Like the yeah. started shaking. And, and it happened after, just after Will Clark hit that home run. See? Hmm. Didn't know that. I didn't know that, yeah. In response to those aliens, on October 18th, NASA launched the unmanned Galileo Orbiter on a mission to study the planet Jupiter via the Atlantis mission. That should be exciting for Delvin. He was spacing missiles in the Air Force. Space! And finally, on October 31st, half a
3: million people demonstrate in the East German city of Leipzig. That wall's
1: about to come down, y'all. It is. What you got on movies, Pat? Well,
0: Jared, let me tell you what we got for movies. We got the top 10 movies for October 1989. And we're going to start it off with number 10 with Gross Anatomy. Isn't
1: that a TV Ooh. show? Ooh. It's crazy I think an that's
3: crazy. That's crazy. An
0: anime.
1: Anime. Oh. This one had Matthew Modine in it, and that's all I remember about it. Got nothing. All, all I got is Matthew Modine. Number nine was Halloween Five The Revenge
2: of Michael Myers. Yeah, baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, no, the other Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I have a question,
1: Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Do I make you funny? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, coming in at number eight was a pretty darn good little flick called Next of Kin, Mm -hmm. starring Patrick Swayze. And Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, Liam Neeson was in it. Helen Hunt was in it. Uh Freaking Ben Stiller played one of the villains. Bill Paxton was in it. It had a bunch of before they were big stars in it. Good flick. You ain't seen bad yet, but it's coming. (laughs) But it's coming. And the next movie, what a surprise, it, It's <laughs> Shocker.
3: <laughs> Big Shocker there, huh? It is Shocker. Can
1: anyone tell me about anything about Shocker? Horror flick. Guy so went to the chair and got electrocuted in the chair, but somehow became a... Yeah. Ah, that's all
0: I've seen it, but like I don't... I don't yeah. Was he
1: a ghost or like a... I don't remember. <laughs>
0: I don't remember. Shocker. I don't remember it. Number six, we have The Fabulous Baker Boys.
3: Michelle I'm Pfeiffer. About Michelle it, but yeah. what is it about?
0: Some I think it's boys about- that are yeah. Yeah, the bigger they make, boys. They
1: <laughs> they're well <Yeah>. above average.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I know it's something to do with organized crime, and Michelle Pfeiffer sings on a piano.
0: Otherwise, I think they kind of just walk around asking people and saying, "You know, have you seen the Muffin Man?" <laughs> Let's move the on. Muffin Man. Next?
1: You're next, next we have crimes and misdemeanors. Don't know anything about it. Got nothing. nothing. Coming in at number four is An Innocent Man. I believe that starred Tom Selleck, but he that's did. all I got. I watched it. I saw that movie.
2: It was pretty good. Hmm. He's a guy that's framed by the cops and goes to prison.
1: So he was innocent.
2: Yes. Oh, in prison. He learns, how to, <laughs> he learns how to make a shiv and stuff. It's pretty entertaining. All right. Moving on to number
3: three, Dad. What? Uh, Ted Danson. Almost got you, you mentioned Ted Danson and Selick. You know, two actors that are more associated with TV than oh. movies.
0: Was this the '80s though?
3: Late '80s. And maybe it's because he was straddled with a vehicle called Dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, man! It made nineteen point seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, did all
3: right. See, if you prorate that back to 1989,
0: that's $3.75. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is The Bear for number two, The Bear. Ooh, I got nothing on that.
1: I got nothing. It made 29500000 million. You'd think I could remember, but I got nothing. Yeah. No help here from me, fellas. I can't recall. Now, mm-hmm. what's interesting is the disparity between the number two and the number one movie, but Jason gets to bring that home.
2: Yeah, the number one, I think we probably all have heard of. It's uh, Look Who's Talking. Is John Travolta. Bruce Willis is the baby. Mm-hmm. Is it Kirstie Alley mm-hmm. was? Yes. Also yeah. from
1: Cheers fame.
2: Mm-hmm. That raked in $140 million, man. Bro, Crazy.
1: To hear. So the number two movie made $29.5 The number one movie made $140 million. Everybody <laughs>
3: was saving their pennies for Look Who's Talking. Apparently. Had to see that talking baby.
1: I can remember that hype though. I remember everybody was talking about that movie. I can remember like when it came home to VHS, everybody's like, oh, you got to watch this movie. I watched this movie. I probably saw it five, six times. Oh, hmm. Yeah, I saw it a few times as well.
0: Well, let's go ahead and get into the top three songs according to Billboard at this time were number three. I guess
1: that's me. The number three song of 1989 is Girl, I'm going to Miss You by Millie Vanilli or somebody. somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's a tragedy for me to see The dream is so
1: I mean, I still love those albums or album. I don't know that they did more than one, but I, I dig me some 80s Milli Vanilli. But
0: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They unfortunately,
1: good songs. Scandal ensued. And anyway, I still like the songs.
0: Yeah, I'm going to miss you. I miss you too, Pat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Number two song was Cherish
3: by Madonna. what's weird is i remember girl i'm gonna miss you i don't really remember cherish
0: you don't remember cherish
2: not really i was having a hard time with it too i'm sure if i heard it i would be, oh
1: that's let's cool. the pat version go
0: who's doing it
1: you're doing the pat version oh, of cherish,
0: okay. cherish the love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it <laughs> probably one of her minimal songs. but Yeah, All
1: right. I, I remember it, but I don't remember Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. Who's got a version of that? It's a tragedy for me to see. The dream is over. Oh, okay, thanks. And I never will forget the day that Girl, I'm gonna miss you. Well, I'm certain that's the last song we've got about missing things.
0: Mm. Oh, uh uh-uh. Is it's it my turn? It's your turn. All right, sweet. It's going to be the number one song for... October 1989 is Miss You Much. I miss You Much. <laughs> Janet Jackson. But as you guys know, Miss Jackson is the nasty. <laughs> That brings us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can also follow and leave a comment on the Twitter at Longbox Crusade. We will be right back.
5: Let's get ready to run this town. You already know who it is. Coming at you in the 1-9. You know this track is dope. Oh yeah. Get ready to hear me drop some lyrical bombs. You ready to do this, sweetums? You're damn right. I'm gonna kick in your door and bust out my gap. They call me Detective Chubbidge cause my rhymes are fat. So pump up that bass and let's roll in the cruiser. While I make a list of movies to watch if you're not a loser. I go Untouchable Zardoz, Hunt for Red October. In most James Bond films, the best ones are older. You know my boy Sweetums, well I got his back. If you're messing with him, I'm gonna attack. Well Sweetums is my boy and you know that's true. I also run around with that long box crew. I'm talking about Weasel Skull. He's got big words. Death probes the bomb, at least that's what I heard. DJ Cristanos, that cat is twice as nice. Delvin' Darkweb Williams is cool cause he's got ice. Someone call Mary Jane hey, so I can start to party. Well, I dropped this beat to Sweetums cause he's so naughty. Because, because we're chubbins, chubbins and Sweetums, and two one, two, one, two, one, two. If you're meshing with Sweetums, then I'm meshing with you. Because, because we're Chubbins, chubbins and, and Sweetums and we roll like that. Because my rhymes are sweet and my beats are fat. Because, because we're chubbins, chubbins and sweetums, one, two, one, two. If you're meshing with sweetums, then I'm meshing with you. Because, because we're chubbins, chubbins and sweetums, and we roll like that. Because my rhymes are sweet, and my beats are fat. I hear you talking, I hear you squawking. But don't step to me, cause I'm like Christopher Walken. My rhymes are soaring, I'm always scoring. I'll make the earthquake, like my name was Mac Zorin. Hey sweetums, what is it, my boy? Don't mess around, tell them what brings you joy. Oh, that's easy. I like busses and cats, catching bad guys and laying down wraps. I like driving real fast and blowing stuff up. And if you're in my face, you're bound to get cut. I hear you jibber-jabber. I hear you prattle.
0: You know where I'm happiest? I'm happiest in the saddle
5: so i'm brian Gumble, and i play the chief i usually show up for that comic relief
1: whenever chubbins and sweetums are about to have fun i tell them to hand over their badge and their gun because, because we're chubbins, chubbins and
5: sweetums 1212 if you're meshing with sweetums then i'm meshing with you because, because we're chubbins, chubbins and, and sweetums and we, we roll, roll like that. that because my rhymes are sweet and my beach are fat because, because we're Chubbins, Chubbins and Sweetums, one two, one, two, one, two. If you're meshing with Sweetums, then I'm meshing with you. Because we're Chubbins, Chubbins and Sweetums, and we roll like that. Because my rhymes are sweet and my beats are fat.
3: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show, where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, a real American hero Now, Oh, joe Joe. <laughs> <That> yo Joe. <laughs> Yard sale artists.bitcartel.com. Early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more to include streaming of episodes.
1: Ooh. Ooh. So, 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 so Secretly, doing, secret so. streams. We're doing this for you, Rick Heineken.
2: So no, Rick Crusaders. <laughs> That's what we <we're> got. <laughs>
1: Jason's random drop-ins usually piss me off because I got to edit them out, but that was funny.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> they both been out nails. Uh-huh. So, these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Thank you
2: for being a
4: friend.
3: Bill Bear. Blasted or stashed. Bob Busta Busta. Braxton Underwood.
0: Dave Collins. That was just crazy. Lagon.
1: Gene Hendricks
0: I the Collector
1: Ivor Evans
0: Joe Thomas
1: John and Maggie Hi Maggie Jose Pollo Maxwell Traver
0: Miranda W
1: Paul Hicks Reggie Hancock Rick of Jeff and Rick Present
0: Ronald Went,
1: Ross Michaud Samantha Maney
0: Sean Urbanski
1: Steve Cronin Timmy and I'll bring it home with the Toronto cop. Whoop, whoop. Here come the police. <laughs> <laughs> the Here come the, the high
0: stepper. Word I'm up. I'm a lyrical gangster. Word I'm up.
1: I I still know, like, love mis- me like that. It and then Delvin put it back on the tracks, and then DJ Christelle kicked it back on the tracks.
0: <laughs> uh, extraordinary. I got the birth. looks like a strawberry. And
1: Delvin was like, let's
0: put it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Lordy if we miss anyone on our list we apologize please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release so if you're a recent addition we should be adding you soon but still no worries just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to Patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade, with the exception of Jason. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out! Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but still want to help us out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with Just Star Ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show.
1: Okay, you guys know that I love raffles and I love listening raffles. So if you're listening to this right now, all you gotta do to enter this raffle we got coming up is use a little hashtag. Okay. We're giving away G.I. Joe Volume One Trade Paperback from Marvel Comics. It collects the first 10 issues of G.I. Joe. Very nice J Scott Campbell cover. If you want to be entered to win, comment on the show using hashtag Yo Joe Trade. Hashtag yojo T-R-A-D-E. That will get you entered for the raffle. We like to give away stuff to the people who are actually listening to the show right now. So the people. That's right. Hashtag YoJoTrade gets you in on this raffle for the G.I. Joe Volume 1 trade paperback from Marvel. So
3: we will move on to social media likes, shares, and retweets. We're talking about Longbox Crusade Episode 18, where we discussed jl may 2019 blackest night issue number six from december 2009 which was a part of the three-year anniversary of the long thing. Ooh, years? can you believe it I, I can't believe it pat i cannot but we did it anyway but we did
0: mm-hmm. it we did it we did it and we did it and we did it well here we go aaron head moss
1: Absolute artworks. And yeah, left our wallet with Al Sedano. Gotta got get it. Get it. Got it. All
3: right. Between the pages. Bill Bear. Bob Roland. Ooh, it's me, it's me. <laughs> Chris at BTO
5: and Back Books, gentlemen. Let
1: go.
4: Mm,
3: mm, mm. It's a show now Christian Chenevere
0: Clinton Robinson
1: Coffee and Comics Comic Reviews by Walt The Lovely Courtney Holland Darth Ron David Briggs David Collins That wizard just a crazy old man Bat, 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 bat (laughs) Demetrius Dillard
0: Emerald Centurion Gene
1: Hendrix, Green Lantern HG. His alter ego, Hal Jordan.
0: And the man from down under, Hicks.
1: I was Joe Crawford. Oy, cross the pond there. It's Ivan Chudley. <laughs> <laughs> like... A, like a chimney sweep. What, we got what? married to an Australian dude. I don't know. <laughs>
0: hey,
1: we got <laughs> Jeffrey Fonzo. <Rapunzel. laughs>
3: hey.
0: John Errol Abdomen.
3: Ken Solo, Corb Blackblade, Laurel at Mountainflower One,
0: Lisa Sampson, thank you, sis,
3: Mark
1: Shorey, Nick Ratkamp, Old Man Cap,
0: Peter Grimshaw,
1: Peter Van Well, Rat Adventures, Ranger Gord,
0: Renee Hosford,
1: Rick Heineken, Robert Charles in charge, Ross Michaud,
0: Ruth Sutherland,
1: Sean Kelly, Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. The blog of Oa The Phil Factor Tim Tim
2: Price, come on down
1: Space, the final frontier. These are the <laughs> voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission. Seek out new life forms and new civilizations. It's Trekker Talk. <laughs> 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 It'll really let down some people when they go check that show out. <laughs> It's a good show, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's not about Star Trek. It's not yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not yet. Good one, Pat. Not yet. Next up,
3: Trentus Magnus.
0: Oh, boy, boy. Here we go. Oh, I got the one. So this one's for you, Rick. Give me a bitch everybody with your hands wave them in the air wave them like you just don't care because the unpacking power of the power pack power of the unpacking power 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 can't stop there you
1: go rick that's all you buddy (laughs) Moving on. Walt Neland. And the double X-rated podcast. <gasps> it's Xenozoic Xenophiles. Give
3: me the vapors. <laughs> we will move on to social media comments. We got a few from Green Lantern HG. I will pick one. He says, great episode. The Blackest Night is one of my all-time favorite stories. I have 70-something issues. Well, more like 80-something had to get extra covers. Cannot believe it's been 10 years. Well, we can believe that you're a great fan of ours, GL, and we appreciate you, dude. So thank you so
0: much.
1: Heck yeah.
0: I'm going to take one from Courtney. And Courtney says, happy anniversary, guys. Can't wait to show you guys my new comics. I may or may not have first editions. Oh, thank you, Courtney. Thank you for being a watcher and a listener and all the support. We really appreciate it, Courtney. Yes, we do.
2: Yes, thank you. And I'll pick one here from Ivan Chudley. He says, happy anniversary to the long box boys. Three great years of my favorites. I know I've only been around for the last year and a half, but I'm glad I found you when I did. You all have become a very big part of my life. Long live the long box crusade. Ooh, Read them all. Wow. That's high praise indeed from
1: Man, Ivan. It is. And we're glad to have you aboard. Definitely. Thanks, Ivan. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it looks like most of the other comments are from GLHG. Of course, it was the Blackest Night thing, so that makes sense. He's a big fan. But uh-huh. I'll pick up one more from GL. He said, this got me thinking. What rings would the long box Crusade get if we were, you know, Green Lantern Corps members? And uh, see who can remember. I was a Blue Lantern, according to GLHG, because we let him decide. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was a Blue Lantern. And I'm, Delvin, I think you were full-blown green. Ooh. Wow. And oh, I can't I remember you. what y'all two got. I don't know if you guys can remember what he assigned you.
0: I can't remember either what I got. I
1: don't recall, huh? I Pretty probably sure. got
0: whatever the lover one was, you know. I'm
1: <laughs> I think you might have. Yeah.
2: If he heard me trying to log on or figure out technology, I probably got the Rage. The rage.
1: Yeah,
5: right. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, the only ones I remember was, of course, mine. I was blue, and Delvin got the full-blown green. And uh, I can't remember what you guys got, but I bet he remembers and he can remind us. Thanks, GL. You're always a ton of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Absolutely. Thanks
3: to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate, we truly do appreciate your friendship and help in spreading the word about this podcast.
0: And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, Delvin for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Jason?
2: You can find me at Weasel on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram.
3: Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at d e underscore RAY1977. Wasn't even paying attention and can say that in my sleep.
0: <laughs> Three years, baby. <laughs> Three years. Can you believe it? Nice. Can you believe it?
1: <laughs> you can find me at Yard Sale Artists That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also find me on Mongo, where I'll be setting things up for our friend Rick Heineken to join us soon. Patrick, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at ChrisTatos01. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some of free stuff on our live rifles, join us on our next episode of Doing a live stream over on the YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Longbox Crusade. You got a comment or a question, email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care, and please join us on the next episode as we continue on the Crusade 2.
1: Read what's
5: in your wrong
2: box and i've read a lot of the gardeners but when it gets to that time i'll read through those again
0: as well all right i looking to the side i see them telling me to start to wrap that up there so. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a whole new podcast where we can see each other don't ask jason questions allow him to pontificate. <laughs> I was done. He actually questioned. <laughs> Were you? So if I put my hand up on my hip. And we picked on Jason.
0: Then we did it, we did it.
1: <laughs> it's worse when we see each other. This is going to be the death of the podcast. to be able to see us rolling our eyes. Like, oh, my Ooh, man. <laughs> Oh. This is where it all ends.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh. look
1: at it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm just gonna bring the script back up. <laughs> don't look it's at like, me. I'm a Flint guy, but uh, it's still good. We can still be friends.
0: Uh, mine was mine was uh, Duke. Definitely a Duke guy. You would be. Oh Duke. <laughs> you don't know what oh Duke means? That's from well, the. Let me just move on. All right. <laughs> I would I say that I,
1: I know the character Stick from Daredevil and and Black Stick from Joe and Black Stick is, is bigger <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's true I think Black Stick was like a movie in the 70s um, <laughs> <laughs> If not it needs to be
0: <laughs> What are you talking about? Just talking about Black Stick
1: <laughs> I can dig it <laughs> Yeah,
2: SoftBast will get those blue bombers. He'll be all right. Uh, but uh, we'll edit that
1: part out. I totally mm-hmm. forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> memories. Memories. <laughs> Cause cause I, I, went here, I, I took the memory out of his head earlier as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take the memory out of the memories. <laughs> Jason's getting text messages. Oh, yeah. Who's I'm from? watching the Dodgers
2: game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: the only one paying attention to your story, fact.
0: Yeah, no one's listening. <laughs> he was going to the comic book shop. He was
2: getting his Joes. He was getting some Batman. Not much into the <clears throat> indie stuff yet. But so
3: right then right, the, right, the right. dinosaurs came and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was paying
1: attention. <laughs> there were no dinosaurs? No. Yeah. Delvin <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm going to put my name first. And then so I took all the names. slots. <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: who are the four greatest crusaders of all time i give you a hint jared 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 and jared i spit hot fire
5: too close
0: (laughs) but what if we what if we mixed them up jared what if we put a little chocolate in your peanut butter and you made a are you you high we should do Mr. Bubbles Tub Toils. You've had so much fun getting dirt. It's home to Whoa, the what? Bank for you. Let's
2: <laughs> start to look at this cartoon blonde mom and
1: like, has so much fun getting dirty. Yeah, I'm gonna do Mr. Bubbles. <laughs>
0: that guy with Mr. Bubbles can't wait. So much fun.
1: Why don't that mom take your top off? <laughs> 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 <brew> bum, bu-bum, bu-bum, bum 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum,
0: bum, bum. Bum, bum,
3: Are we talking Dungeons okay. and Dragons? Nice. Oh,
0: we're talking Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> Tub time. Sometimes you just feel <laughs> dirty. Yeah, and you got to get yourself clean. <laughs> you, you can get a sweatshirt or a T-shirt with the Mr. Bubble on it. That's what you're talking about, right?
2: Sure. Yep. That's Is the one.
0: Bubbleberry. Yep. Yeah. That was my
1: nickname in college.
0: Yeah. Bubbleberry. Mm-hmm. Bubbleberry. Mm-hmm. Because you smell like berries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're a bubble? Well, I'm kind That's of nice. bubblish. <laughs> ah, you're bubbly, yeah. You're a funny guy.
1: <laughs> i just move on to your ad. <laughs> yeah. I am a solid Snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he slipped that one in there. Nope, but it did it.
4: <laughs>
0: All right, if you guys are ready.
1: Let's do it. Yeah, let's do <clears> it. <throat> I'll go to bed tonight. Ooh. Mr. Bubbles got me worked up. <laughs> Get all lathered up. Dirty <laughs> <laughs> You need Mr. Bubbles? Got it. Take me away. I don't want to know. Don't mind. Mind. <laughs> me. Back, back in time. time.
2: Don't bo- sue us, bo- easy time. Bo-
3: That's bo- even losing the news What? News. Exactly. No, what was? Really? That's why
0: ZZ Top on. Jason,
3: you got to turn in your white car, dude. Come <laughs> on, man.
0: All right, Pat, take an order. Um, we'll go, let's see. We'll go clockwise. Well, it depends. Starting with
1: where. him. <laughs> Starting with him. bad would happen. Panama. Panama. We're not in the music section yet. Square your shit away. That was a good ZZ
2: Top song, too.
1: <laughs> well played Jason well played
0: so that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show you got a comment or a question send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com you can also follow on and leave a comment on the Twitter Longbox Crusade. <laughs> now you got me screwing up here
1: as soon as Rick showed up it all went to <laughs> I'm <glad> sorry <laughs> it was this comment. it made me laugh
0: <laughs> uh do it again. Fine. <laughs> Do
3: right, the not suck version. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> All
0: right, here we go. Okay, what's going on?